With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. When the unexpected comes calling, bounce forward with Comcast Business. Bounce forward fast with internet speeds up to a gig. And bounce forward with security solutions that help keep your connected devices protected. Help your business bounce forward with this amazing offer. For a limited time, ask how to get a $500 prepaid card. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go online today to learn more. Comcast Business. Prepaid card offer ends 12-13-20. Restrictions apply. New Comcast Business customers only. Call for restrictions and complete details. Well, they walked into Madrid with hope in their hearts. And they'll walk away with the greatest prize in club football. Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool's King to the Cop are champions of Europe once again. Welcome to a brand new episode of Coppin Fracast, part of the Touchline Fracast Network. I am your host, Christian. Uh, it's a quick shout out to everyone who attended the live show at the weekend. Hope everyone had a good time. Uh, first game was fairly entertaining. Big Duncan Ferguson playing against some shit team in their own backyard. And of course, Arsenal getting a unruly flogging at home to Manchester City. But this is the Liverpool pod, top of the league, them boys. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the vibes, you know the vibes. And here today, here today to talk, a bit, uh, talk about all things Liverpool, I have Fahi. Yo, what's going on? All good, all good. I have Julian. Yeah, what's going on, guys? I have Harold. Yo, 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 man's out in the bar, obviously the pot don't stop cover. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he's got this energy at this time of night. I honestly don't. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and of course, we have Mark. Gang, 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 top of the league, all of that, all of that, all of that. Well, you know, unbeaten boys, uh, you know, in the building tonight, consistently at the W Hotel. They've got the penthouse on reserve exclusively for us. Um, apart from tonight, when we sent the youths out to do our work for us, um, 
So you know, let's talk. Let's start. Let's start talking about the old Carlin Cup, Carabao Cup, energy drink cup that we sent the kids to go and play. Fahi, I'll start with you because you know me and you were slandering everybody in sight in the group chat earlier on. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, you know how I feel about the Calypso Cup, anyway, man. Like it's just, it's just like I, I've never rated it. I don't really care about it. Obviously, it's like it's good for the youth, like to go out, get some time, kind of you know play under the lights and all that stuff um in terms of the performance itself Harvey Elliott Starboy he was great like from everything that he did like he was confident he kept the ball retained possession was creating chances taking shots on goal taking people on like I can't commend him highly enough like he was like a good nine out of ten um he's got such, I feel such, sorry for him, got, he's got such a really good first touch as well for someone that young and he's in game. I just love the confidence. I love the confidence. And it just reminds me of Sterling when he first came through. The way Sterling was confident and taking people on. He knew that he can be a man and like cross it in. Um Harvey Elliott's doing the exact same thing. And I was really impressed by him. Um the rest of them, boy, <laughs> where do we begin? Like obviously I don't want to um criticize our kids, but there's certain man there that should not be playing football. <laughs> like, Herbie <laughs> Kane, uh, Herbie Kane, man, like give it up. You, you, just quit, man. Just quit now. Like I, I can't believe what I was watching with him. His movement is so trash. Like ah, oh, like Chris, you tell me what did you think of Herbie Kane? Because I was dying. I think he's he's lying about his age first and foremost. I feel like on um, I feel like Cameron on the uh, old Jay Z track when he goes, "You're 42." Wearing sandals with jeans. I was like, this guy, man, he couldn't run. He couldn't pass he says the ball. He's 22, properly. right? He says he's apparently he's 21. Boy, he looks like he's 45. <laughs> he generally does. How can you be balding at that age and still be a youth team player? It's, it's yeah. it's it's diabolical. But no, this guy, man, um, he couldn't pass the ball properly. Couldn't retain possession. Lost the ball. So I, I can't really tell you what he did well apart from be shit. That. I've I've just found out he's 21. Yeah. All right. Cool. So <laughs> I've seen quite quite a few bad performances from youth players in the past. Connor Randall is up there as like the worst performance I've ever seen. Your best mate, but, Connor Randall. Yeah. But Connor <laughs> Randall, that weasel, like he was bad. But Herbie Kane is definitely up there from like after what I've seen tonight. Like he was fucking diabolical. And I'm like looking online right now, and there are actually people. That are saying that he was half decent. <laughs> what game did they watch? I, I am actually baffed as to what I'm reading right now because boy, he it's, was terrible. It's that it's that it's that English mentality of when a man just runs around and runs around, it just looks like he's doing good. Now they just rate the effort and the heart and desire from Fam. from her. Fam, I am telling you now, shit. yeah. Document this right now. He will retire by the age of 26, and he will not be playing football. Like wow. he's that bad. I, I, he's shit. I don't know where he would ever play. So um, <laughs> I can't believe you're giving him four more years, bro. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> let me just, uh, let me just pull out five more. However many more it is that you? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> run to the ends. He's rubbish. Please So if you if you search Herbie Kane on Twitter, these are the first three tweets that come up. I'm convinced Herbie Kane has an uncle that's a coach at the club. For a thirty <laughs> for a thirty four year old, Herbie Kane moves well. <laughs> Do you know he reminds me of? Do you know he reminds me of? He reminds me of Ricky Lambert. Oi, that is a shout. <laughs> I, the way he runs straight, yeah, that like the lack of mobility in his body. Oh, like, that, my man that moves is like a fridge. 
Yeah. What's up with this? <laughs> man moves like a slave. Like piano, you know. Oh man, but <laughs> boy, Harold, what did you think of Herbie? You just break down. Let how me you get in my them. bag, proper, yeah. Let me get in my bag. Okay, so <laughs> I definitely echo what you guys said in it, but this guy is just not the one. It was like I was just like all jokes aside, like forget the hairline jokes, forget the bolding thing, like he just didn't do any basics correctly. Like, I was so surprised when, like, a short pass came on. Like, he was a bit mad. He was was so poor on the ball. He gave it away. He gave away free kicks. I don't even know where his position is. Why was he in midfield and he played up front in in the game against MK Dons? I didn't understand it at all. He he doesn't look like he does anything very well. Physically, aesthetically, he just looks so poor. So, so poor. But he's only so young. Doesn't make sense to me. He looks like a pub footballer. Like, genuinely does. I've just found a tweet as well. Convinced Herbie Kane has won a new balance competition to be a football player for a year. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, I, 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 honestly, like, on a level, on a level I don't get it, but let's, let, let's not salute him too much. Let's focus on the good parts of the game because, like, like um, Farhi said, um, Javier Elliott was, was sick. Like, just the ingenuity on the ball was fantastic. Like, he was trying, trying things. He just had, oh, he had so much. How old is he, 16, 17? Has more, has way more football IQ. Ah oh, man, the lad, sixteen. Sixteen years old, he, and, and look at his football IQ. Look at, look at his fitness. He's, he's, he's honestly, he's, a, he's a brilliant player, and he's so young. And I love the arrogance, the confidence that is borderline arrogance about him. Even, even with his haircut, you can tell that he, he rates himself, and I love it. And also, um, Herver at right back, much prefer him to Gomez already. He just he just fits there a bit more naturally. Lord knows if that will be his long-term position. But he was lovely. He get, got up and down the pitch easily. He was trying his best to get balls in to our very very poor front line. <laughs> but it was, but it was like it was it was a that that side of it. So Herver and um, Harvey Elliott, I was impressed by. Obviously, div of the day, or like we used to say back in my rugby days, worst player, fam. That 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 Herbie you get out here, man. <laughs> Herbert, he was moving like that Herbert guy from Family Guy as well. That's how slow he was moving. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought Keanu played quite well until he went down with with cramp, and he was like, even he was like, I just can't bother anymore. I just need to get myself off the pitch. This is this, <laughs> this is not why am I even out here? I'm just jogging at this point. Um, I thought uh, Christy Davis played fairly decently as well um, in the midfield, but apart from that. I can't really see any standouts. Um, the goalkeeper forgot. I, listen, I, listen, <laughs> does that, he know he has arms? Listen, that that Kelleher you, yeah, that Kelleher you is is a serious liability. I don't actually think How he's the he? goalkeeper. Boy, bruv, he's like five ten. He must be. Bro, he looks so small in the goal, man. Bro, like. Like he's a liability. I don't actually think he's a goalkeeper. I think he was doing rush goalie. Like I think he actually has another <laughs> position because you know, like those indoor football games where you have that goalkeeper that uses his legs and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that boy yeah, was not yeah. using his hands, man. That like yeah, even I'm... for the fifth goal, like he was trying to save it with his legs. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, oh my god. god. Apparently, it, appa- yeah. I mean, apparently, go on, no, go on, no. apparently he's six foot two. Oh fuck off, is he? What, he looks so heels? small. Heels. <laughs> <laughs> he's Chelsea, he even reach the post. He's got Chelsea yeah, boots on in goal. 
You got all about that. Oh my days. Six 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 foot two for a goalkeeper ain't even at all. It's not, but it's not short. It's really not. If you lined up, uh, you know, Kelleher and Jordan Pickford, who do you think's taller? Kelleher. No, Kelleher. Kelleher is. Pickford's a small you, bro. He's a tiny boy, man. I got some T-Rex, man. Get that you. Yeah, goalkeeper's shit. Set Vandenberg. Uh, we've seen, by the way, we've seen Kelleher concede ten goals in two games. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, fine, hey, fine. Hey. You have no shame. Fine, you have no shame. You have no shame. Fine, relax, relax. Fine, fine, yeah. Fine is an inside up, you know. Oh my goodness. Mama's trying to add flipping goals against him to his record against, in this kind of game. Man, have some, have man, some decency, Fahi, man. Man came out of oh. nowhere. Man came out of nowhere. Hit with a chair shot for like no apparent reason. Like, exactly. <laughs> he's already hey, dead. In case you haven't noticed, listeners, yeah, like we we don't we don't care about the league cup still. Right? Yeah, we just need to laugh at. We even need to laugh at. Like, 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 like Stephen A. Is, says, uh, yeah. By the way, this is our, like Stephen this A. Is says, first loss of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Second. Yeah, this is our second. This is our first pod. This is our first pod. This is our first pod. I'm losing this season. No, 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 no. Second, second against Napoli. We did the, uh, Napoli. We, we did the oh, Napoli. We did, it? we did the Napoli pod. Where we, where we, we, where we n- started so distraught. <laughs> <laughs> the Napoli pod. The, Na- the story behind the Napoli pod was it was me and Ellis and I think two other people. It was like half eleven at night. We were all tired and we were all thinking, yeah, we we're a bit shit, you know. Um, all really tired. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was even like, I, I, I mean, I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm going to sleep still. I, I, I can't bother to talk about this. And then you, like, I'm listening to the These might sound like someone died. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. Like, you know what though? You know what though? But uh, but to go back to the to Villa game, just for a second, to offer a little bit of analysis. What smacks it is when we went a goal down. We were actually playing much better than Villa. Like we were, we were legitimately the better team. We were playing Bro, some we football harder than it was. Shots. We had seven yeah. shots in twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, like we were, we were legitimately the better team. I think there was a shot where <laughs> where Herbie Kane should have scored, of course. But I'm, I'm not gonna. Scored. Who was that with their little dink into him? It, it was Harvey Elliott. Yeah, it was. It was the only player with with decent tech in the final third, Harvey Elliott. So he, the, what snacks is that we went to the second goal was a bit of a freak. I'm not really going to blame anyone. Oh, that, on that. That, that second goal, the ball had mag, the ball definitely had some magnets in it or something because the way it just like yeah, landed in the corner. It's one of them ones I I'm, I can't at anyone for that. But it was just nah, yeah. man, Kelleher, Kelleher needs to be doing better. Man. <laughs> Fuck me, I'm so stupid. Listen, listen, listen. You need to understand, as a, as, as a youth player, yeah, you're getting these big chances, isn't it? You're, you're on Sky Sports. You need to do anything and everything that you can. Bro, what could he have done against that second goal? Come on, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What about for the first, fourth, or fifth? Man, uh, I, I, I didn't say that. Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't say that. Still, Mijus are shit, man. Like, we do not have a good youth team. Like, like you look at other man's youth players that come through, like Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, City. Ours is shit, man. Like, oh, <laughs> no, yeah, don't, don't worry, man. It, it, it will change soon. I was don't watching. Worry, to, I, I was watching the first like because I was at like, working and watching the game. But I was watching the first twenty minutes. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, apart from Harvey <laughs> Elliott and 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 that one. Kane chance in in the first like thirty minutes. I was like, bro, this is dead. Stop watching after like twenty thirty minutes and just went to do some offense plans because boy, our youth team is horrible. I can't lie, 
we don't really care. Um, I don't care because you know we're gonna win another trophy in about you know in a couple of days. So hold tight, hold tight. Everyone knows we sent the youths cunch, man. That was it. Like we sent them cunch. They 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 they, just, they, they fucked up the bag and that was it, fam. We don't really care. Yeah, man. They lost. Some may say that uh, Jürgen was like Pastor Toby sending his youth to do the work for him. <laughs> Listen, Chris, yeah, that's a serious matter right now. <laughs> exactly. That's a, very, that's a very sensitive topic. You can't be comparing our manager to Pastor Toby. Fam. <laughs> hey, fam, you know what? That's, that's, that's two weeks in a row, Christian, he's flagrant shouts, you know. Is that... <laughs> Do you know what's funny? The ones that actually made it, the ones that actually made it to the tournament, I'm going to be there. Yeah, show your medals, guys. Come your medals. Come on. Come to the front. Money, Droopy. I, I, yeah, they took a flog in and these guys yeah. are going to come up with a few medals. <laughs> oh, fuck oh. it, Al. Um, all right, all right, sorry. Yeah, yeah. let's get better business. Um, Seth Vandenberg was shit. Yeah, I was really unimpressed by him. Um, oh, okay. Why are we still talking about this game? Oh, my <laughs> game! <laughs> I still need to talk about how Codger is the most shameless person I've ever seen in my entire life, you know. Celebrating against kids. <laughs> I, I, listen, yeah. Listen, Aston Villa are actually nasty youths, man. There were grown men old enough to be these kids' dads celebrating when they scored. Elmer Hammond. Even. Wesley and Elmer Hamidi, they're like thirty. Like Elmer Wes- Hamidi, Wesley, Wesley, yeah, has two kids that could probably play for us tonight. That's how. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wesley has youth. I mean, he's been active since like eleven. They're they're actually sick, and like Dean Smith has blood on his hands. Like there was no need for that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, no need. Um, well, fair play to Villa. Yeah. Yeah, man, well done, Villa. You can go through and do yeah, thing like, it. What? what are you on about? They're playing sixteen-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, man, they won, isn't it? Like they've done the job. They've done a they've done a professional job. A, a quick five-nil spanking against you. Like it was a professional job, isn't it? Like, so well done to them. You see the uh, tweet they put out saying, um, oh, "Well done." He's only thirteen <laughs> for that Michael Owen show. <laughs> what yeah, because they're getting prints. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, onto serious matters. Uh, Wofford at the weekend. Um, Probably one of the maddest games I've seen for a while in terms of opportunities that were missed. I would have looked, I'm not too sure what the XG was from that game, but Ismail Assar needs to hang his head in shame for some of the opportunities that he missed. Fucking hell. Um, Disgracing Marnie, fam. Disgraced him. Matt, you know, he even went to Troy Deeney, you know, take care of my boy. You know, take care of my boy. Troy Deeney should have been like, shut up, man. Tell you where to put some chances in the goal, bro. Before you start <laughs> to the cost. <laughs> the cost of the youth. Um... Yeah, w- weird game, um, you know. But but we came up with all three points. So, how do you guys feel about how that game went at the weekend? Do you think you think probably could have done, done a little bit better? Mark, I'll let you lead off with this one since you've been a little bit quiet. Yeah, that the group chat during the match was was messy. It was really really messy. But all I really care about is three points in the bag. Like it was really blustery. Ronaldo was getting bullied by the Corre and Kapue. Henderson was getting bullied. The ball was all over the place. We weren't able to create enough consistent chances, but 
All that really, really matters in my view is we've got three points. I don't give a fuck about how we played. The top of the league, that's really it. I still do feel like there was calls for Cater to start and Ox to start for, like they would have got eaten alive in that game. I don't think that was the game for them. They would have got the shit kicked out of them. But generally, I feel like Klopp got the selection right other than starting the Rigi, which we've all been calling for over time for quite some time. Just Origi needs to start in certain games. He's come off the back of two goals against a good Everton. Let me not say a good Everton side. In a good game where he played really well against Everton side. And he should have been getting more minutes. But unfortunately, he isn't. I think, for me personally, I think the whole Origi thing is people have short memories. And when he does start games, he doesn't have the, the greatest impact. Unfortunately for him, he's a better, he's a better impact player off the bench. Um, to... And, you know, that's, that's not a bad thing because, obviously, his record is fairly, you know, fairly impeccable for when he does come on. Um, I think it, I think the change of formation definitely did not help uh, having that two in midfield as we were getting, you know, eaten alive, like like you say, in terms of, obviously, ball, ball retention. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a bit weird that Decore has done fuck all all season, turns up at Anfield and decides to, you know, turn into fucking Patrick Vieira. <laughs> it's just absolutely yeah, wild. There's certain players that only turn up against us, and he's one of the best examples. Uh, Fahi, anyone you want to flag uh, flag from that game? Nah, you know what? Um, yeah, like in terms of what I saw, I wasn't too surprised. I was pretty certain on a clean sheet, but Watford had a lot of chances, um, a lot of chances, and thank God that we were just playing a team that just don't know how to score. Because um, any half-decent team would have bagged a couple in terms of the chances yeah. they had. Um, big up Allison because I know he's been shaky since he's been back. But the Watford game, he was very good. Um, made some key saves. So, big him up. Yeah, he was brilliant. I agree with that. He was, I thought he was really good against uh, um, Salzburg as well in the week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. So um, he, he's had a good week. So, um, they made against Salzburg, was it like 13 saves or something like that? Something ridiculous. Boy, it must be. It, like he he saved quite like even against Watford, he must have saved like six or seven. Um, there's quite a few shots straight at him as well. But um, yeah, like he, he's dealt with it well. Like he's been doing much better recently. So hopefully we're seeing the um the usual Allison come back. Um, I thought Gomez was good. Um, he had a few shaky parts, but like I think again what we've discussed in the pod previously about Gomez is he needs a run of games to feel confident again mm-hmm. um, and I think this is going to help him massively and like now he's had what two clean sheets in a row um, although did he come on against Salzburg he did come on against Salzburg didn't he yeah he did because Lovren went off injured yeah against. exactly I think, I think he played about 60 minutes so in terms of the sample size I think that's fairly decent um, and then against Bournemouth he came on as well yeah so, um, so checking- yeah he's getting just checking his stats for for that game. So he won seven aerial duels. You know, going up against Troy Deeney and you know, fairly big. Yeah, so, yeah, hundred percent. Like Deeney was talking. Gomez is a fucking bad boy. Yeah. Bam. I remember going on the the main part of man and that that Jermaine guy was telling me Tyrone Mings was chatting to Gomez. Listen, when I'm telling you lot, when Gomez gets a good run of games, he's going to be one of the best centre backs in the league. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. How can we? Basically, when Gomez has came on, we've not conceded a goal since he's come on, since Bournemouth. Agreed. Came on like, Bournemouth, shored things up. Salzburg came on in the 60th minute, we didn't concede. Against Watford, didn't concede. Like, what 
what he done what he done so well against Watford is that yeah he made the odd mistake but as you've discussed as well his recovery is just brilliant so yeah I just wanted to chime in and say yeah Gomez bad boy future star um, I can't wait for him to finally get a good run of games and I, I told everyone once he gets once he gets a good run of games he's going to be out here so yeah that's it yeah I mean yeah, like yeah, he's I agree. gone yeah, he's going to have a run of games now anyway. So, Lovren doesn't seem like he's going to be fit for a while. And Matip is out indefinitely for how long. So, um, they, they're saying super quiet on that. So, Gomez is going to get a run of games and I'm sure he'll do really well. Uh, the main thing with Gomez is obviously staying fit because um, he is injury prone. Um, was, it around, had a was it around this time last year he got that leg break against Burnley? Yep. Yeah. yeah, against Burnley. So, um, the main thing is we just need to cross our fingers and hope he stays fit. One thing I will say about... Gomez being in the team it does take away from our build-up play from the back um I personally do think Matip and Lovren are better with building up play from the back Gomez isn't as confident driving passes forward um yeah 100%. you know what it's funny you say that because I agree with you but I don't know why because I think I think it takes so time videos of him no I, I get of course it takes time but I've seen so many videos of him and, and matches where he plays and he looks so much confident, so much more confident. But he has the ability to ping those passes. He has a lot of he has a lot of undercover tech, in my opinion. I don't know why he doesn't utilize it more. I think I think a lot of that probably does come down to who's sitting in front of you in the midfield. So obviously a lot of the time it'll just be Fabino pivoting, and and obviously two of the midfields going on, and obviously you'll have Trent on the right hand side. But in that four two three one midfield, as it was the weekend, it seemed really out of sync for that kind of first fifteen minutes. Don't know how you guys feel about that. So I wasn't really keen on that formation at the weekend. I thought it was pretty shit. I thought I thought um, Shakiri playing in the hole um, kind of disrupted Firmino a bit, and we'll get onto Firmino because my god, that boy, guy. boy, oh, boy, boy. Uh, I feel like it's every week we're saying the same thing. I don't want to do it, but I'm like Wesley Snaps with the tears in his eyes in New Jack City. Ah man. But anyway, we'll get to him. But I felt like yeah, Shakiri playing in, in the hole. Um, kind of, I don't know. In a weird way, disrupted our mid our, our midfield um flow for a bit. Um, because we're normally so used to having you know three people in midfield, and then Firmino coming dropping in deep, while Salah and um, Mane occupied the wide and central positions. Um, but this week it was a bit weird having like there was there was like it was like there was a gap in between uh the midfielders and Shakiri. Um, but Shakiri once he started to get into the groove thing, I think um yeah once we got into like the second half and the end of the first half he started to drop in a bit deeper and it started to get a bit more settled so um, yeah that was a bit disruptive but to be honest as I think we're, we're definitely nitpicking it was we, it was a game where we gave away um, a few stupid chances that definitely could have in my opinion if they were close to goal could have got um, dealt with but I definitely feel like we're, we're looking into it too much it was, it was a fairly confident game after the second half um, apart from maybe one chance and yeah um, I thought it was, uh, it was pretty good. The build-up play was quite good. Um, Salah, uh, let's mention him. Salah, yeah, he's got a lot Salah of criticism. Amazing, amazing. We've got a lot of criticism this season. Yeah, I'm giving him his ratings. Like uh, Salah protection agency in full force. Yeah, man, you, you make sure I collect my net. You, you collect your nets, brother. Like Salah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's been amazing over the last. What what I've loved, um, what I've loved about him over the last. Uh, over the last couple of games, is 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 his is his variety that he's added. I, mean, I think he even said in the interview after on BT Sports, like he started to use his right foot a bit more. So as you can tell, like his last um, one of the goals against Watford was with his right foot, and uh, the that crazy goal that he scored he against Salzburg was with Watford his right foot as well. Right so fun. Both of the goals against Watford were with his right foot. 
Yeah, well, there was his right foot. Yeah. So what I'm noticing, remember when I used to talk about Salah being in those um, positions where he would dribble out and always try to find that that nice corner for him to slide in with his left foot, like, and then always like always rebound off the keeper or come off a defender. But now I feel like he's noticed that yeah he's being cool and I, and I and I respect it so much how he's added a new variety to his game. Um, he's on his weaker foot dribbling around and yeah making sure that he he makes that shot even though he might miss one or two before. But yeah, man, uh, brilliant game, brilliant game. And yeah, just, as long as Gomez stays in the team and we stay firing, I'm happy. I just want to stay on the Salah subject for a, a, a little, well, not, not, a, not a little bit, but uh, just discuss it in a bit more depth. I think, obviously, the way that we discuss him is, I think he set the bar fairly high for himself. So I won't think when we criticise him internally, it's that he's not hitting the heights that he had in that first season and some of the second season. Um, I think and just, also... yeah. And also, like, to, to that point, when we, when we actually criticise him, or when I at least criticise him, or I believe when Junior, or maybe not Joe, actually, yeah, like, me, me and Junior, <laughs> when me and Junior criticise, me and Junior criticise me, it's more a thing of, when you're watching these games, it's painful to watch. Like, you've seen Salah have a bad game. It's, because he's so, you know, he's so active, and, like, he's so, he wants the ball so much, and he keep going at it. When he's having a bad game, it just looks really, really bad to the point where you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, Salah, you look so poor. So maybe that's why it kind of reflects in our like group chats or or, or on Twitter when fans are getting upset with him because it just looks like a shit show. But when he gets it together, or even when he does have a shit show and he gets it together and gets a goal, no one complains. So it's what it is, man. When you're the shooter, you're the shooter. No, I, I agree with that. I, I think he's so massively disrespected. Um, I wouldn't say disrespected. Uh, amongst uh, our fan base, no, definitely not. Definitely nah, not. I think he is, man. I think he is. I... I I, I really think he is. I, I feel like people do not give him his dues. And they only give him his dues when he scores. But obviously, when he doesn't score a goal, the flogging starts. And I I have seen... like I remember when the first 18 months of Suarez, that bloke could not finish his dinner. Like, that bloke could not finish his dinner. And he didn't used to get the flogging that Salah gets. Yeah, but we wasn't, well, we wasn't, on the, we wasn't in Champions League. We were struggling them times. Yeah, agreed. We agreed, took, we but, took, we took, you know how long it took us to go on to Stuart Downing for? Like, yeah, no, no, I, I agree. Got. I agree, but that the flogging would make sense if it was actually costing us games. Um, but I personally do think our fan base, again, what you guys have said, it's because of the first season that he had. Um, we're kind of just hoping for that constantly. And obviously, it was an, anom- an, an anomaly um, in terms of the amount of goals he scored and the way he scored them in the first season, it was always <laughs> going to drop a bit. It was always going to drop in the second and third season. But the main thing is, as long as he scores 25 plus goals a season, that's all we need from him. Um, and like, you know, he scores important goals. He still has the confidence in thinking that he is the main shooter, although it's now arguable that Mane is the main shooter. As long as the goals are spread across those two, Firmino, I don't even count as a goal scorer anymore so um, as long as Mane and Salah are shooting that's the main thing and the reality and the proof is that with Salah his legacy is going to stand up with the greats in terms of what he's done at the club in terms of getting the Champions League everyone I had this argument on the weekend and I'll say it again Salah over Suarez and Torres based on what he's achieved people can say what they yeah people can say what they want about Suarez and Torres and the teams they played with but Torres played with one of the best teams in Europe and didn't achieve anything not a single thing and Suarez was a racist and he used to bite people so really and truly it is Salah Torres Suarez 
However, however, he did score ahead of Mouse out the box. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Harold, I, Harold, I really don't know what, what you want me to respond with. <laughs> but I'm going to lie, though. I'm 41 goals, fam. Like, Boy, don't let um, <laughs> don't let a certain man well, hear that, funny. you know. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna lie, yeah. Hey, them 31 goals, yeah. We won't speak too much or congratulate the youth too much, yeah, but boy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, them, still. I can't, I can't lie, they're white still. I like how your, I like how both your internal conscience are going, yeah, you're a bit a guy, but, uh, but you know, 31 goals. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's like, mm, biting 31 goals. Mm, where's yeah, the ball going to Yeah, like, I can't lie. What have you done against Norwich, yeah? I, I, ain't, I ain't seen Sander do that still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, flavor. That's, that's a flavor I one. Am, Joe. Get out of here. Right, right, listen. Get Julian out of here now. That's <laughs> 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 some sick, some sick individuals, you know. <laughs> We're taking the pot to the next level, man. Uh, <laughs> it's what the people want. Um, it's what the people want. But really and truly, when Salah wins the league this season like it, yeah, it's conversation done. done yeah he, no no the, uh, the conversation is really done when Salah's already brought us to Champions League uh, like it's done so he, he he achieved more than Suarez achieved he brought us to the Champions League he got us um, contributed to a season where we was the closest ever winning there and he won the PFA player of the year two broke, golden boots in a row broke Suarez's record two golden boots in a row and he hasn't been racist and bit people so yeah <laughs> <laughs> two <laughs> Champions League finals as well Facts. so yeah, he's he's surpassed Suarez in so many ways. Suarez is an amazing player. I like great for great for great player for the resources that resources he had was that the resources the resources he had in thirteen fourteen. But nah, man, sorry. Um, and also, also like I want the people that are struggling to comprehend what we're saying to understand. We are not saying that Salah is the better player. We are saying Salah say, has exactly. Yeah, we are saying Salah has achieved more with Liverpool. It's, it's that's yeah. all we're trying to say. He has he will go down to having a better legacy, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, one one yeah, one thousand percent. Um I was gonna do I'm gonna say in defense of Bobby Firmino here. Um Oh yeah, so let's start a Firmino so yeah, let's start uh, a Firmino, so. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say quiet on this one. I'm gonna say quiet on this one so you three can take over. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm starting to get to a point now where you know the beginning of Love So Love Sosa where they go, Fuck is in the barbershop always telling me Bob Firmino ain't this, Bob Firmino ain't over there. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, I see, I see him on the block. Right, right. and, uh... You know, Chris. Oh, you know, Chris. He was reciting those lyrics like an Eminem fan. You know, you, you, know, you know those ones that used to like recite their favorite rappers' lyrics super quick. <laughs> oh, I, I, I bang with salsa heavy. Um, just uh, no, I feel like he, obviously he's warranted for criticism as his performances have not been great. Um, at the weekend, his first his first touch was off, which. Is a massive red flag for me because you know this guy's first touch is always fantastic. Um, he even his even his short passing seemed really off. Um, I think he's in need of an extended rest. And I was kind of looking back through all the games he's played in the past twelve to eighteen months. It's more than seventy five games, which is absolutely insane. Um, and I, bl- I blame I blame Liverpool fans for this. Yes, 
I'm coming out here and saying it. We're taking the pot to the next level. I blame <laughs> Liverpool fans for this. You man, not you man in particular, but you man that are listening, that are always calling him our system, the best defensive striker in the league, have done this. Because now it seems like you it's got to the point where Klopp can't even play without him when even when he's not that even when he's not been playing well. He's been quite rubbish for this season, dare I say. He's been quite poor this season. Like he's he's not done the things that he's been so praised to do as often as as you would make it out to be if he is our quote unquote system. He's been compared to strikers um that are actually shooters in this league. People have been saying that no other striker will suit our system and he's just performing quite poorly. Like, like for me, you know, like, oh, man. Just drop him to number yeah, 10, yeah. man. Put him out of his misery. You know man. what? And to follow on from what Julian said, I said it last week, man. It's, I, we get it. Like, as, as, maybe not as... Let me not even characterise this as just general Liverpool fans. As, like, as much as call us down to other Liverpool fans, we know what Firmino brings. We're not going to look for him for goals, unfortunately. Like, it's just... This is not going to happen. However, what we're going to be aiming for is quality in transition, first touch, finishing now and again. This is never at the moment. Um, yeah, he's, like, he's quality he's fit- balls. The things that we're looking for Firmino to do, he's not doing them. That's what is alarming. That not the fact that he's not scoring because let me not lie to you. More often than not, he hasn't really been a shooter like that. But what he does do well, he hasn't been doing, and that is what's so frustrating. And he still seems to keep his place in the team. But, like I said last week, Origi is not the answer. Despite him coming on and doing well, he is not the answer. I definitely agree with that, Harold. Uh, but both things that you said, I think I think you can always kind of rely on Bobby for 15 to 20 goals across all comps per season. Um, I was looking for his stats now. He scored four goals in the league and he's got seven assists in all competitions. I think, obviously, you know, in defence of him, the formation at the weekend and in certain games just doesn't help. You know, when he has to drag himself back into midfield to make an account in terms of bodies just because we're not winning the ball back and having the transition as great. But yeah, he's just looked he has just looked really off this year and I'm not too sure how you how you remedy that. Do you give him two weeks off in this kind of period, bring him back fresh kind of towards the end of the month in January? I'm not too sure what the actual remedy is really, but it is slightly concerning for me. And, and you know what? Yeah, it's. I think we just a caveat because I don't want to come off as if I'm just like slaying all our players. But like 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 we do with Salah, we just expect that bit more. I guess that's just it. That when someone is of a certain level, we expect them to perform that level or cl- at least close to that level more often than not. That hasn't been happening for me in the most part of the season. That's that's li- literally that's literally the crux of the things. But I think just a caveat: his performances. It could be perhaps that he has played far too many games this season like like you were saying um Chris like not, not this season rather this calendar year he has been he went off to um Copa America and played obviously all our all our games for Liverpool international breaks are quite demanding obviously he's going all the way over to these different parts of the world like that part of it is quite demanding and I don't want to compare him to Mane he's obviously done the same and he's been playing football like no man's business everyone's different after all and I just guess he just isn't built like that so we have to cut him some sort of cloth for that. No, I, I think that's I think that's all fair. Mark, have you got any 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 thoughts on this? That would be a no. Um. <laughs> 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 I hear no, I hear that. 
So, like, just to add what you were saying, he is our most travelled player. Like, playing for Brazil, they go out to travel to Japan and all these other places. And he has played loads and loads of games. I think because of Firmino's game and the tenacity he plays with, he's not the type that performs in bursts. He's always running around trying to find space and trying to pressure players. And that can be very, very tiring, very, very strenuous for his body. I don't think it's been that conducive to him playing well. I do also think that he has had his Firmino moments, even though he's been playing badly. So the pass for Mane for Salah's first goal, I don't think that was a clearance. I think that was a pass. I think Bobby's intelligent enough to pull that off. Um, But at the same time, it is really, really alarming that he's not doing the things that he's been well-renowned for over the past couple of years. And today I was reminiscing about, do you remember his goal against Stoke? Um... 2-1 2-1 versus Stoke, where he basically could have drawn forward to goal, but he didn't need to. He just absolutely lashed it from like outside the area oh, to yeah, corner. The one, the one where, no um, fucking reason. Just gunman Firmino days. That was oh, gunman Firmino. You know it. when you have really, the ponytail? Really really gunman Firmino days, bro. Ah, oh, mate. I missed that level of Firmino, but I'm just getting to the point where I'm having to accept that I may never see that Firmino again. I think what Klopp's tried to do with this 4-2-3-1 is change his position, put Salah up front because he's done it two games in a row now, um, put Salah up front, put Firmino in that hole behind so he can like overload the midfield. There was a little analysis piece which I read on Twitter as well where someone was saying that to counter Salzburg outload, sorry, overloading us within the midfield, he was trying to get Firmino to drop back and the average position shows Firmino a lot deeper than Salah and Mane which we've known that he does throughout his game for Liverpool anyway, but it's just taken away too much from his game. And I think the fatigue thing is a major player in that he's not able to do both roles at this current point in time. Can I just say, I'm not a fan of this 4 2 3 one at all. Like, I don't, like, it's, I was talking to my boys about this as well. I feel like the, the number 10 position is becoming obsolete. Like, we, we've seen it with quite... I mean, look, look what happened to Coutinho when he got exiled from Barca. Obviously, he's going to have to buy him. He's doing all right. Look at Ozil, what's going on there in his number 10 position. It's it's like you can't carry a passenger anymore. And obviously, Firmino is not... By no means saying he's a passenger. But you play him in that 10 role, I think it reduces his effectiveness. He's not as involved in the game as I'd like him to, as I'd like him to be. So I'm not just saying it right now. That 4 one is not... The one for me, like from from what from what I've seen us when we play, we just look and we get overloaded and we're far too exposed and players just do not know what's going on. I'm not a fan of it. No. All right, so, what do you think the solution would be with the current team? Obviously, Minamino is in the horizon, but with the current team and everybody that we currently have on the pitch, who do you think would come in to solve this? I think. Well, you, I mean, I think you leave it. On, as it I feel like you leave it as it is, but yeah, maybe, yeah. Just probably just stick with a four-three-three. Well, I think you'd probably drop one of um, one of the midfield three. So either drop one of Henderson or Ronaldo and play Kata. Yeah. I don't feel like we. I don't, or Ox. I don't yeah, like or Ox. Yeah. If, if if we're looking at Minamino, we don't. I don't feel like we need to pursue in keeping um, keeping Firmino in the team. Like at all times, I know. I know other people look at you. Like hearing this and be like, what do you mean? It's Firmino, but no. Nah, yeah, man, I'm gritting mean, my teeth like that still, but, yeah, but I, I understand mean, what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. It's because just in terms of what Firmino has given us, he's just, he hasn't been giving us the levels that we've been expecting of him. His effectiveness has dropped. And that is, that's, that's, that's pretty much the, the short story of it all. 
I don't want to sound like a broken record, but he, he needs to step up. Um, perhaps some games out will help him. Um, Minamino coming in in January, fingers crossed, will hopefully maybe give him a kick up the backside that he needs because the basics that he normally does so well, he's not doing them so well. And that's it, man. That's what I have to say on Firmino before I repeat myself again. No, I think the Minamino puts a really good one. Um, if you can get someone to do this, obviously he probably will do the same amount of of running that he does across the pitch. I mean, his heat his heat map from our game was absolutely ridiculous. Was, no, um, absolutely not. For someone playing on the right, he shouldn't even be doing what he was doing heat map wise. Yeah, he gets himself in really good, really good positions, and and thankfully he's eligible for the Champions League, which is the next point we're going to go on to. So obviously the draw was on Monday. Uh, we could have drawn a whole host of teams, and we end up drawing Atletico Madrid. Uh, Fahi Julian, I'll let this one go to what either one of you. Anyone can get the smoke. Do you feel like the Atletico Madrid will get smoke? Yes, calmly. What's going to happen is, you know, honestly, yeah, I don't care what really happens in Atletico Madrid. Like what happens in the Wanda Metropolitan, whatever it's called, in Madrid. Whatever happens there. Don't really matter because we've already seen what happens when a team goes through and all up and gives us a whitewash. They can still come to Anfield. The, 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 when it when the, when it, when the night gets dark, it's curtains. So I'm not really bothered to be honest. I uh, like I think I I think we've got this in the bag. We're going through. Um, I don't think um, on a more serious note, I don't think Atletico Madrid have performed that well in the Champions League this year, and also in the league they seem to be struggling quite a lot to even get into the top four. So uh, yeah, and I don't see, I don't, I don't feel like they have that X factor that they once did to um, be able to have that world class low block that they had like three, four years ago. Um, also, they don't have that counter attacking threat in Morata. Um, maybe Hal Felix. Um, we'll have to see how good he is. Um, I'm yet to see um, to watch him and know and know his threat. So this will be my first time. But for their personnel that they have, I'm not really too frightened. Um, even if it's a Brexit midfield. Um, I, I, I can fully see our Brexit midfield hold, holding this down and doing more. Fabinho should be back by then, I believe. So I'm confident about that game. Um, yeah, man, I'm saying we're going through and yeah, we're going to roll on to the quarterfinals. Yeah, Atletico Madrid in some really... This season, they are playing some really weird football because they can't score properly, um, which might be a... What effect. do you expect when you're playing Morata up front, man? <laughs> like... Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. But I was looking at... How Felix's stats as well. I think he's only got four goals in all competitions for the entire season. Yeah. And when you're looking at 100 assigned M's for that, you I can't believe it. And this is the thing. If you're looking for, looking for that guy to be the new playmaker, the, the Griezmann replacement, and you're losing that edge from your team, where, and you know, you've know you lost Diego Godin, who's been your def- defensive talisman over the past you know six seasons, it's going to have a massive knock-on effect. But I guess one of the key things that they do that they do have in their team is that they probably do have you know one of the best goalkeepers in the world between the sticks um, and they still set up quite rigidly in true Diego Simeone fashion to limit scores to 1-0 and 2-0 but I think it'd be very Liverpool to go over there secure a 1-0 bring it back to Anfield and then close it out yeah, really and yeah. truly. Um, and also, what I'll say is, like, obviously, I read a lot of analysis about us getting Atletico and a lot of people talking about the low block. But it's like people have forgot that we have the festival of crosses. So, that I don't really think it'll be that much of an issue. Um, 
I don't really expect us to do much when we're there away from home. But I think at Anfield, we can nick like a one or two nil victory. Um, I don't really worry about Morata. Diego Costa's getting old now and he's not fit anyway. So I'm sure he'll be fit by Feb when the game is. But um, again, I don't really expect too much. And even if they do somehow win, I don't actually care about the Champions League either. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, I'm quite carefree at this point regarding the Champions League. I literally only care about the league. No, that's just, I think that's completely fair. When you look at obviously how we're playing in the league and obviously how everything went from last season, I think for me it's more of a. I still think we can. I think we can. Yeah, I think we can defend both trophies, and I think we're in a very good chance of winning both of them, which would be hundred percent unbelievable. But if we bounce out quarterfinals, yay, it is what it is, and you know bring the league. Or back. last sixteen. It's last sixteen, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I, think we'll, I think we should be going through in this round. We'll go through. We'll yeah. go through. The, the thing is, when you actually look at the remaining teams, we are better than nearly all of them. Like we would bop all of them. So um, I, I don't, I don't worry about that stuff anymore. Um, but yeah, for me, the main focus is the league. But yeah, we should beat Atletico. To be honest, they're not really that troublesome as they were back in the day. No, and I think Diego Costa is going back to Brazil in the transfer window. Well, yeah, like he's not been playing anyway. Like even last season when he was fit, he was hardly playing. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure who their next choice striker is. Um, I've completely forgot there is someone. I think it's Vitolo. Vitolo, yeah? yeah, okay. He's half decent, but again, he's not. He's not trusted to lead the line for them. So, um, yeah, it should be fine. Yeah, uh, very reminiscent of Inter Milan in was it 2007, 2008. I feel like that game will be. 2007. Yeah, 2008. Yeah, I think it'll be fairly similar to that, but, you know, up the reds. Um, anyone else? Any thoughts on that game? Let me know. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, should we move on to the listeners' questions? Yeah. All right, let me bring a few up. We actually got some really, really, really good ones this week. Um, so shout out to everyone for providing those um, so far. This is a really good question from Adam Chowdhury. Um, so let's pop back in the time machine to uh, 2015. How could have things been if we hired Ancelotti instead of Klopp? Um, I'm guessing this is a holdover question from, obviously, uh, the small boys in blue uh, from across Stanley Park, potentially hiring Carlo Ancelotti, which is in itself slightly mad when you think about it. Um, as our next manager so Julian I'll let you lead off with this question um, how different would you think things would be if we'd hire Ancelotti instead of Klopp we uh, I definitely feel like we would have got um, we would have got to the level that we reached now so soon um, I feel like we would have given because Liverpool are quite loyal to their managers I would say we would have given Ancelotti at least two years and Maybe by then we would have got top four, maybe not. But if 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 I'm thinking about um, Ancelotti's reigns over the last couple of years, where he's actually done well, it's, he's already gone to teams where who have um you know not stars but players already there, so which he can like you know yeah actually yeah stars and world class players that he can work with. So for example, um, Real Madrid, he was able to go in there not really spend that much money, but still be able to get you know um. I think he got he went in and got Gareth Bell and they they got Gareth Bell in the first season he was able to do it, even though those those you know throwing money away um at players but still weren't able to get to the Champions League um before that um he went to Chelsea Chelsea in around 2009 2010 still had you know Drogba and Nelka 
Um, and they Terry, bought Torres. And they bought Torres, Lampard, uh, uh, Balak. Still some great players in that team. Um, the Milans, um, uh, to be honest, I, I can't really... I, I'm not going to lie to you. you. You guys know I'm 22, so I can't really remember how his build-up for was even then. Um, but yeah, it seemed like he's, he's always had, you know, well-established teams. So being at Liverpool with the likes of Balotelli, Coutinho... Lambert, Lalana, I'm not sure it would have went as well because at the time, I felt like we needed a coach and Ancelotti is more of a manager than a coach. So, yeah, I, I don't think it would have, we would have seen as, um, as much success as we would have seen um, under Klopp. Completely forgot Balotelli was still exactly there. You know? what exactly what you were saying. He goes to teams that already exist and already have a playing style, adds a little piece to it to make them get to that next level, which... At the time, we were struggling with what we currently had, so I don't think it would have been great for us. This actually gives me a perfect segue to go into what I've been wanting to go into. And should I say it off? Or should I not say it <laughs> Let the thing go. Let the thing bark. <laughs> All right, cool. So we had a little discussion in the group chat about this discussion. Coffee. It was full on warfare. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Russian. It wasn't a discussion. Boozle <laughs> like fam, Junior. You're moving mad, bro. <laughs> Anyway, let me just let the clip play. Let me just let the clip yeah, play. I've had other managers that I don't like or whatever. It doesn't compensate for me liking somebody because what? Because what? Do you know what I mean? What, it, it, it took us how long? What, full, full, third time, fourth time to get us a trophy in the finals that he done? So he was flopping before that. <laughs> Champions League now has made him like give me a breathing space for him. But before that, what was the other finals? He was flopping. Flop, bruv. Do you know what I mean? Last season, flopped. So what do you want to do? You want to ride for man now? Like, as I said, our new uh, venture, we win the Prem. This season, we should win it. But he wins it for us, I'll be happy. But I don't really to ride for him, bruv. I ride for my club. <laughs> you get me? That's all. I don't ride for club. And that will continue, innit? As I said, a lot of, lot of decisions he makes are beyond me. Are beyond me. We could be in a far better space or might even deliver the title last season. I mean, for one, I don't know why Virgil van Dijk is not captain. I don't give a shit if Henderson made captain. No, he's very, very rare. You should There's not. So much to break down but you ain't made that bold decision yet, bro. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. That's what I mean. Like, test the character of a man. If Josie is something like that, Josie will come in and make a bold decision like that. Even probably Pep. But he, if Klopp's like to let everyone on side and keep them happy. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, as I said, I ride for Liverpool. Okay, I, Fam, I feel like I'm on the JPB, you know. I'm gonna tell you now. now, boys. now, boys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh. tell you now. Um, on Saturday, I refuse to listen to his voice notes <laughs> because because I, I, oh, I we saw now. I saw your reactions and I was like, you know what? Yeah, we just won a game. We we've got forty nine points out of fifty one. I cannot believe this is even a discussion. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was on the ropes. I, I finished am, the Christmas party I on am. Friday. I was fucked up, and I was listening to this shit like, I can't believe this is what I'm hearing. I didn't know there were Liverpool fans that actually felt this way about Klopp. That that somebody else would have come in and created what Klopp has created. And in the chat, I was always saying culture, culture, culture. I feel like Klopp has created this culture around the club where from down to the under-16s level, there's a belief in the club and an awe around the club where everybody's happy and bouncing and everybody's together at the moment. 
Like, we just watched our under six, sorry, our under 16 team get fucking panned by Aston Villa. They had more possessions, they had more passes, they had more shots on goal. Like, how does that happen with any other manager that was available at the time? In my opinion, anyway. I don't feel like anybody would have come in with the Walsh Javi starting in our midfield and the shit that was around him and been able to pull off what Klopp has pulled off. Yeah, I feel like he has made some mistakes along the way and he could have got rid of certain players that he's put a bit of faith in. Yeah, that happens. Managers do make mistakes, but you need to applaud him for what he has done. Let me play devil's advocate, yeah? With what Junior said in his, in, in his voice note, he said if Klopp didn't if Klopp didn't win the Champions League last year, we'd, um, he, he would have won him out. Do you agree? We but that's not a discussion to be had because he did win it. No, so, no I'm saying if, if he didn't, though. So, that's, that's, so I, I guess, still don't agree. I, still I, guess, don't agree. I, I guess what Julian's saying is similar to the situation Poch was in earlier this season. Would he would Klopp have found himself in the same boat where the pressure was coming in? Yeah, no, no, hundred percent. Like he knew that he even said that himself before the game. He was saying that you know I said within four years' time we would have a title, and this was his chance to win you know a Champions League, a European title. So he knew that the pressure was on, and like you can tell that he was feeling it. Um, and I personally do think if he didn't win it last season, then this season it was make or break for him. Um, and I don't think that's too shocking or controversial to say. Um, it's pretty obvious, like, you know, if you go four or five years without winning anything after the amount of investment put in, even though net spend and all that is, isn't too much, um, it does get to a point where the pressure gets too much. But well, I'll take, well, I'll take, but I agree. If, if, if with, with Glam on that, um, if, if Klopp didn't win the Champions League last year, I would have won, I would have won him gone. Yeah. I wouldn't have won him, I would have won to see I would have won him gone. Because one, like, there's, there's a difference between, if we lost to, like, Barcelona, Maybe I'll still be angry because I'll be like, raw, but cool. But if we lost to Tottenham in the Champions League final, are you telling me that's not a sackable offence? Don't get me wrong, there was no way I was contemplating losing to Tottenham. I'm just Same. thinking about losing the Champions League final to anybody. Fuck Tottenham, fuck who was there. I'm just thinking, losing that Champions League final, I wouldn't have won them out if it wasn't against Tottenham. But being against someone in our league who I consider, well, think we're considering better than there's no way I would win them to lose there's no way I would even come back from Madrid if we lost that final I would have been there I would have got my fucking Spanish citizenship I would have never you'd have never seen me again <laughs> the embarrassment would have been too much for me but just to say that he was flopping and he's done gone to two finals and he's done all of this and he still hasn't won I didn't expect us to win against Madrid the whole plan against Madrid was our best player, well, the best player in Europe at that time, who was Salah, in my opinion, obviously Bar Messi and Bar Ronaldo, needed to perform. He was off the pitch. He was literally off the pitch in however long it was. And the severe match, I feel like players let him down. I saw those two finals, I would have classed as a flop. Yeah, the severe, the sev- the severe game, they just melted down within five minutes Literally and with Klopp uh, one, one, one thing I always say is that we in those finals the reason why I don't look so harshly on it is we've always lost to a better team it's not like we've lost Barca Villa who, we, who maybe caught us by surprise 
City in the cards, City in the in the League Cup. Uh, that went to uh, Real Madrid. That went to penalties as well. So and that went to penalties. Uh, Champions League, Real Madrid losing the league to to a City team that just got 100 points and we got 98. That was 97. Sorry. Um, so yeah, it's not. It's not like yeah, but if we lost the Champions League to Tottenham, that's definitely an um, offence. I would have been like, oh my god, Klopp, you you deserve to get sacked if it did happen on that day. The thing is, like, I, I completely get your point, but I feel like one thing we're not discussing is, back to the original question about Ancelotti, um, I personally did want Ancelotti in because I'm a massive Ancelotti fan, but I think the one thing that we don't praise Klopp enough about is the relationship he actually has with the fans and the way he made us dream and believe in the team. Yeah. And I feel like if you had someone like Ancelotti in, Obviously, like he speaks good English and like he's a likable guy, but he doesn't have that relationship with the fans like that. He's and a very professional guy. Yeah, it's exactly. a professional job for him. And I know, end of the day, the whole job of a manager is to like coach the players and stuff and make sure the team performs. But there is also that element of managing the fans' expectations. And I think, and Liv- I think, I think at Liverpool, you definitely need that relationship with the fans. Exactly. And you can see that Brendan Rodgers failed with that. And that's why he got hounded by fans at some points. Um, but with Klopp, like he is so personable and he is the reason why we started believing as well. Like, you know, that time when I, who was it? I don't know if it was Palace or whatever at Anfield and the fans left early and that he started pleading for fans to stay at the game till like full time. And it's and since then, they've never left early. They've stayed every single time till the end. And like that, those little things make a big difference because we score in the last minute quite a lot. Like Everton, 94th minute, everyone was still there. Do you get what I mean? Like it's those little things that count as well. It's not just about like the ability of just managing players. Like you've got the whole other side of managing expectations of the fans as well. And I don't think Ancelotti would have done that as well. That he would have done it. No, if he did, he would have done a professional job for about two, three years, and then he would have just. I can't see him signing a contract like Klopp just did this year. Yeah, exactly. Do you think he has the longevity that Klopp has at all? No, definitely. No, not at all. Not at all. You're coming. Amazing manager, though. By the way, amazing manager, like same, one of my favorite same. managers of all time. Um, but yeah, like he he wasn't suitable for the project that we needed at the time. Klopp was literally the right man. Yeah, we needed a full full culture change, top to bottom, and Klopp's yeah. coming and done that. And obviously, he's going to do he that over so much charisma for the club. Literally, we were basically celebrating the draw with West Brom at two two to go from that to winning Champions League finals and celebrating that. It's yeah. taken us so many steps, taken us through so many steps along the journey and been with us like personally along the way. Like you said, he's added his personal touch where he's pleaded with fans. He's like got everybody on side and he's basically just created a whole family ethic around the club at the moment. 100%. Yeah. And yeah, we, we definitely need that. And it's nice to know that obviously he feels the same way and he's obviously willing to extend his, you know, lifespan at the club. Um, which is absolutely fantastic. That was a that was a right. We, that was the news we needed last Friday as well. <laughs> kind of coming going into that game, knowing, yeah. that, knowing that he's going to be here for what till twenty twenty three. Twenty four. Twenty four. Even better. Gerard at Rangers. No. Do we want to go into Gerard at Rangers? Let's not. Let's, right, let's not. let talk about that. Please. Let's, let's not. <laughs> he, he, he can stay there. Let, beat Celtic first. Do something. Um... <laughs> Next, uh, next listener question. Uh, this is for certified tie underscore. Um, so, what's your favourite game so far from this season? I'll open the floor for this question. Personally, I think I'm have to go City, just because of how clinical we were in the short time that we played well for. Well, we did play well for the whole match, but it was just the excitement throughout the match. 
I wasn't really expecting too much from the game. I did remember saying one-one on the pod, I believe, and I expected it to be a really, really tight game. But the fact that we could just go and blow them away like that was really good from my point of view. Weird one, but for me, uh, Chelsea away. Um, even though it wasn't the best performance, I feel like Chelsea away is a big, big milestone in, in you know, it's one of those fixtures where in every season where we've tried to do well in the league, we've never done well, we've never done well at Stamford Bridge. And getting over that line, even though Chelsea are not the best this year, was probably like, yeah, that, that's, that was a big win. Either that or Salzburg, no, Genk away. Yeah, that or Genk away. Fahi? Mm, I'm trying to think. I'm not going to lie. I've not enjoyed a lot of our performances this season. Um, I got the most enjoyment out of the City game um, for obvious reasons. Uh, the other option, again, for obvious reasons, the Arsenal game. Um, that was sweet. <laughs> like, for for that obvious was reasons. Cool. I yeah. remember exactly where I was. Yeah, like I loved it, like watching that live. Um, and obviously Chelsea away, like Julian said, um, that was a nice professional performance in the way we kind of did what we had to do. Um, so yeah, that'd be the, the three. That we saw that out was amazing. Like it was literally good just watching us not bottle a two nil lead. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, that's what I'd say. But again, like I've I've been pretty vocal about this since the start of the season. I've not been like too um, impressed by what I've seen. It's oh, just same, like, yeah. Can I add that as well? Can I I'm tag on to party with that one as well? Like, same. I don't think yeah. we've performed in great... We've had great performances, but great performances... Um, not great performances, but great results. That's all we've been doing this all season, yeah, and I'm yeah, not complaining. And to be honest, that's what title winners do. They don't always win, like, pretty, and, like, they don't always win easily. They kind of just, like, scrape their victories. United, back in the day, when they used to win title after title, used to play shit for, like, 75% of the league. So, um, yeah... And it kind of fills me with joy that what's it called? I've seen and I know that we're capable of playing well, but this is just, I feel like, and it's becoming more and more apparent that this is by design. Um, we just, yeah, we're just able to just, you know, give us great results with, with poor performances. So, yeah, I'm not mad at all. I think that's what that must makes it a bit more impressive as well that we haven't really gotten our second, second game and we've only dropped two points for the entire season. Um, yeah, you know, quite quite the feat. Uh, I think favorite game for me, um, Everton at home, just simply because we beat Everton with a rotated team, <laughs> which is always... that was an enjoyable watch. That was an enjoyable watch. That was yeah, always fun. Obviously, we got the manager sacked, so even funnier. Um, <laughs> it's quite the sadistic part, sadistic part there. Um, Club body man. It's the Origi curse, man. Don't you? It shows up and everyone gets bodied like Undertaker at Mania. Um, this is a question from Jay to the Elo. Um, this is actually quite uh, um, Hello. Big man. You've been, you've been quiet for you've been like quiet, you know? minutes, brother. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, man, his turn, you know? I can't take over the whole pod, big man. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, shots, Julian, you and me should be quiet now, innit? All right, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, not even, not even. I, I, was, I was actually just going to agree with you, man. So, boy, Chris, continue, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, um, yeah, might have been covered before, but I like learning from non scouse fans, uh, especially minorities. Okay, uh, what made you? Sp- <laughs> <laughs> 
know that one with the hint of resting. Like, <laughs> like, why do you guys? <laughs> why do you, man, support Liverpool? <laughs> so yeah, what? So <laughs> what made you support Liverpool? Okay, um, I want to go first in this one. Cool. Um, so getting growing up and like getting to know football. Um, I think one of the first matches I watched was England versus West Germany 5-1. I remember seeing Owen and seeing Heskey absolutely blitz Germany. And then I just started following the team a little bit more. Then I saw Gerald in that number 19, Skinner at the time, just coasting through players. And I just fell in love, literally. Red was my favourite colour at the time. I was extremely young. I think I was maybe eight at the time. And it was literally that association between Red, I like Heskey and Owen, Owen being a short guy, and I'm quite a short guy myself, a black striker who was playing really well at the time up front and leading the line, and then seeing Gerard and Gerard being Gerard about things. No, I, I, I respect it. Honestly, the, the level of respect that needs to be put on Emil Heskey's name for when he played for Liverpool needs to, uh, Brother, needs to be. Brother, Emil Heskey, that's what I'm just about to say. Um, this is a great transition. Emu Heskey is literally the reason I support is literally the reason I support Liverpool. Along with my mum, because my mum is a Liverpool fan. But Emu um, Heskey, I remember watching the 2003 League Cup when it was called the Worthington Cup. And I don't know why, but Heskey didn't even, I don't even think he was like, on the pitch like that. Like he played, but I'm not sure, I can't really remember because one of my first, like, yeah, like this is a Liverpool match where I'm watching as a fan. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just liked Heskey. And then Heskey scored, like, scored a couple goals and I liked his DJ celebration. And then, uh, two years after we won the Champions League, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm definitely supporting this team." So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Emil Heskey, 2000-2001 season was unbelievable. Him Bad and man. Shotter, man, top shot. Him and Michael Owen and Robbie Fowler. Yep, bagging for fun. Bagging for fun, unreal, unreal trio. Fahi, why do you support Liverpool? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I kind of got forced into it. Um, <laughs> so, like, th- this would be like 94, 95 times. Um, yeah, but obviously, like, you kind of want to follow in the footsteps of your, like, brothers slash cousins and all that stuff. And my cousins support Liverpool. So, yeah, they kind of just made me support Liverpool. So, like, my first ever uh, experience of watching Liverpool play was whatever. What was the cup called in 95? The Coca-Cola Cup. Um, yeah, I think we played Bolton in the final. McManaman scored. And that was the first time I watched them play. Um, and, yeah, ever since then, I've always supported them. Robbie Fowler was my favourite player. Um but ultimately, with like, I know a lot of people ask this about like Asian people. Why do they only support Liverpool and Manu? And it's, it's a very like good an, question. Yeah, but yeah. Th- there's there's quite a simple answer. It's just a case of when like our elders came into the country and like immigrated over here, Liverpool and United were the only two teams that was like properly successful, and they were the ones that were being shown on TV. So they were the two that they kind of started supporting, and it's just kind of been passed down to generation to generation. So um, that's the short answer of why most Asians support Liverpool Man U. <laughs> Harold, what's your you know, reasoning for supporting Liverpool? It's, it's funny because it's, it's it's not it's not too dissimilar for Africans ever. Them guys don't Africans for real are the real like original glory hunters. I'm not even lie to you, man. But Henri is a good Chelsea. Jesse. Asna. Asna. Henri. But yeah, my 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 reason is quite similar to um Fahi's. It's just my dad. 
my dad supported Liverpool. I had no choice. Not like I grew up actually. Um, I was like, oh, Chelsea were blue. They look all right, bro. Like, that uh, was me as well. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Chelsea look. I won't even lie. I can't even. I can't even speak on who I wanted to support originally. Yeah, yeah. Boy, I'll get lit. <laughs> and then no, my dad was like, my, my, my dad was like, no, 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 no. no. What are you talking about here? So he brought me over to the red side of things, I guess. And then, yes, since then, let me not lie, but good portions of my life, I was like, rah, why did my dad do this to me, man? This is suffering, suffering, suffering. But, but yeah, obviously, we're reaping the rewards now, man. But yeah, my story. I can't can't lie, though. When I was, because, and I can shoot myself some mail here, because I was like four or three when this was about my. I really, really liked watching Arsenal and Man United. Like, you got to admit, like, when we was younger, Arsenal and Man United. I think, like, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the exactly same Arsenal, watching was... Arsenal when I was younger, oh, my God. Like, yeah. if, I, if I wasn't, thank God, like, I, I, I decided to be a mama's boy and, like, follow my mum car. It, Arsenal, them times when I was really getting into football, fam. Madness. I'm not even lying to you. It is actually because of Henry. That yeah, I, I madness. I can't even lie to you. Yeah. It's because of Henry. However, red, I, I, I bleed red in it. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, I'll fuck them man in it. They, they, man, they man are done out here. I'm, I'm, I'm living life <laughs> living straight. Shit, since everybody's dropping their shit, originally I saw David Beckham and David Beckham was my favourite player. So I started following United and then I believe it was when the match where he scored, oh no, Real Madrid 5-4 versus Manchester United where he scored a free kick and I think he left that summer. As soon as he left, I left officially and yeah that was the end of me in the United romance then ended up at Liverpool and I'm so happy I did big fan of Mark just uh, saying fuck this shit I'm going over to Liverpool when Beckham just like decided to just, just bounce <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't really know football it was more like I saw a player that I liked and I stuck with him and then I felt like the club did him dirty especially being young at the time I didn't really know the ins and outs of the club and how internal politics worked. I didn't really hear that much about the hairdryer treatment. I just knew it fucked up Beckham. He's gone. You know what's funny is that you sound just like me in, in, in how I treat LeBron in NBA. I just follow him wherever he goes. It's just when you're young and naive, you just do certain things, but I'm happy of growing up out of that. Yeah, let me not lie. I am I'm older naive, but boy. Sorry, Chris, you, you go on to <laughs> <laughs> Just Just uh, back on LeBron for a second. That's why he's the GOAT. The gold. <laughs> <laughs> My mother does the same with Kyrie, so it's all right, man. True, yeah, man. He does the same with Kyrie. Um, I realistically had no choice whatsoever. Uh, my dad is from Liverpool, uh, so yeah, no, literally no choice in no the matter whatsoever. I, it's a bit of a weird one. If I probably didn't support Liverpool, I probably support Wolves uh, just because uh, my uncle, uh, my mum's brother, is a Wolves fan. I used to go to a few of the games uh, when I was a kid. So League One fucking championship games <laughs> being a Ute was not the greatest experience because it was literally ale house football um, but yeah no, uh, it's, it's a painful decision sometimes when you look back at it 2003-2004 season especially when you're watching El Hadjouf and Salif Diaw just be complete waste man um, but you know reaping the rewards now so just a bit of a quick do you one know what's even wor- do you know what's even worse about mine? My mum doesn't even support Liverpool anymore. She don't give a fuck. Like, I remember we won, we won the Champions League last year. I was like, oh, we won the Champions League. She's like, oh, that's good. And she just went upstairs. Like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. No, so I, mean, I took on all that pain for no reason. After a certain time. I remember my dad supported Arsenal for a long time. And then 
remember the final against Birmingham that they lost. My dad was sleeping at the time. I ran upstairs. I was like, Dad, you not just lost to Birmingham. The other Phoebe, the other Phoebe Martin's final. <laughs> <laughs> my, brother, my brother stopped supporting Arsenal after that. He was like, nah, this is too much pain to take. I can't do this anymore. Wait, he slapped Cassie on his head. <laughs> yeah, he was like, no, no, no. He violated So My brother was like, no. Nah. When I saw that, he was like, no, nah, you know what? It's done. Ever since then, he's been saying it for, for the longest that they're finished. But we won't go into them too much, but yeah. Uh, Abba Femi was 50 years old, you know, in that game. Dude, back. <laughs> Dude, absolutely back. My man did like 15, my man did like 15 backflips as well. It's mad. Legends say he's still going down Wembley Road now doing backflips. So. <laughs> oh, I know a lot of people obviously do say that um, they support Liverpool um, kind of from the 80s era because John Barnes is their favourite player. That's... Yeah, that's that's why that's why a lot of black people started supporting Liverpool. You know, it's because of John Barnes. Like, I keep it. I keep it true. West I, Africa. That I was definitely the reason. They're like, ah, look at John Barnes. John Barnes, look at him because he was he was the bee's knees, isn't it? So, but that was the reason why my dad supported him. But supporting Liverpool, even that's why I supported them. I, I keep it back. I, I I don't I don't really care about them and their story. Them and before the that first League Cup with Michael Owen. Listen, anyone before that time. Julian doesn't acknowledge Julian doesn't acknowledge football before two thousand and three. Yeah, Sooners. Kenny hey, wait, 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 stay calm, stay calm, stay calm, stay calm. Fowler. All their money. Look, he really said, he really said even Robbie Fowler. Yeah, this I don't is care about Mama's Ian Rush, you know. The, the man who's our top goal scorer, every goal he's every game he scores. Man, we didn't, don't care we didn't lose. what you was doing when you played wow. 14 games in one, 42 games in one season, fam. Man, I don't care about all that store. All the man there, John Barnes. Uh, that's because these times they were they were out here smoking and, and drinking and drinking at half time. That's what they makes were, it even more impressive. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care about them, man. They're still, I can't lie to you. You, you. you go and play football half time, gone, gone off the yak, and then go out for the second half and see if you can bag a hat trick. No, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm alright. I'm alright. So, but I just really acknowledge them and they're still to, to the Liverpool legacy. Can't lie. Oh my god! Oh my god. Ju- safe to say that Julian won't be going to any Liverpool Legends game soon. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck them, man. <laughs> do you remember when they used to do those um those Legends tournaments on Sky Sports, where it would like be five aside? Uh, Masters football. Masters yeah, football. Masters football. That was football. gully. Football. That was gully. Masters that was sick. Wavy. That was when you could they see. They even tried to bring it back. Remember, Gerard did that little five aside World Cup thing or something like that. Yeah, it was last season. Yeah, it was last season. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was literally like Brazil, England, maybe Scotland, Wales, a couple others. There's definitely been that back, you know, because it stops old pundits from giving incredibly bad shouts on the radio and TV. It would just silence them for a bit, you know what I mean? Um, let's, uh, let's go to the last uh, listener question uh, I've got for today. So this is from uh, Marlon. Um, what young kids do you think are primed to see some run in the first team soon? So... Let's kind of rule out second half of the None season. None of them. None of them. None of them. None of them. You man need to, you need to, you need to, you need to train more. You man need to train more. Need to train more. Go to the gym. Bulk up. Faster. Not to lose fam. Apart from maybe... They, uh, none of you lot. Not even Bruce and, and Curtis Jones and them, man. They're like, none of them. Nah. 
so, what I've seen so man, far, big man, stay calm, stay calm. Nah, from, from what I've seen so far, two the two league cup games that I've seen where these men needed to get a chance on Wolves, it's been basically the senior pros that have been scoring all of the goals, fam. Like, <laughs> no one had to score against Wolves. Origi had to bang bare goals against Arsenal. No one scored today. <laughs> none of you, man, are, <laughs> none of you, man, are good enough, man. I ain't having these youths. Sorry, man. I, I, like nah, how Ju- I, I like how Julian just sat down and said you will all end up in McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If these not carry on, fam. You end up in McDonald's, man. <laughs> now, nah, nah, really and truly, um, ha- Harvey Elliott will probably get a couple of games, like just as like a reward for the way he's performed. Um, I'm sure he will get a couple of runouts. Like Curtis Jones is definitely in the first team now, and he came on recently. Was it against Bournemouth that he came on? And he he actually played quite well. Like he came on for like 20 minutes. I'm sure. Who Curtis Jones? Um, yeah, Curtis yeah, Jones. Yeah, but that's not really a game to judge him by. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting hate numbers there, fam. <laughs> you know what, you know, you know what, Fine, you know what, yeah. So like, shameless, but I respect it. Oh my goodness, Harold, man, let let me fly the agendas out here. Man. <laughs> <laughs> this man, okay, Harvey Elliott over Pepe, so let the agendas fly. Fine, fine, fine. Fine is the same man who will gun Keller her down for conceding five against Aston Villa twenty under twenty three. But will be gunning for Curtis ten goals in two games. In ten goals in two games. Imagine. <laughs> but yeah, like so. From what I see, Curtis Jones um, and Harvey Elliott, and obviously Herbie Kane's going to get a couple of games. <laughs> Herbie Kane will play the last ten minutes against <laughs> Arsenal when we're four 0 up. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> he's so bad. <laughs> he's so bad, man. Fam, all of these youths, bruv. Today, the last couple of games made me realize that, fam. None of you have the X Factor. Like, maybe only Harvey Ellie, but the rest of them, even Brewster. Hey, Ellis, I know you're listening to this, yeah? That Brewster, that Brewster <laughs> you, yeah? <laughs> he better start, he better get, uh, he better get goals in the Club World Cup car. I can't lie. Boy, none of these dudes look good, man. None of them. I'll be honest with you. Are we, are we genuine? Nah, I'm going to go with on this. I'm going to go with Fahey on this. I like Curtis Jones. I like the look of Harvey Elliott. I think Kai... I'm sorry, Key Hoover, yeah. I think he could get some games that I want to see him at right back instead of seeing Gomez at right back. But even if it is a quick 30 minute spell when we're winning the game 3 0, then yeah, so be it. Are we sure that, Harv, uh, that um, Herbie Kane isn't just like a make a wish kid that we just played? Alright, man, let's allow Herbie Kane now. We're bullying him. Hello, man. <laughs> I thought that guy was shit. <laughs> I need to see a birth certificate as well. Just. Jesus. Um, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> have some mercy, bro. No, never. He didn't have mercy when he was giving that first touch on the ball everywhere. Bastard. Um, herbs? Herbs, man. Um, I think Keanu Hoover might get a run out uh, right back at some point. Just because Gomez at right back. Is just, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I, actually, I, I actually don't think so. I don't think so. I I think Klopp needs to have more trust in him. I think he, even though Gomez at right back is hella rigid, I think he'll stick with it. It's like, that's, watching, that's it's like, watching, a, like watching a bodybuilder fucking right back when yeah, Gomez is playing there. Honestly, it's literally trying to put a square peg in the in the circular hole. It just doesn't it just doesn't fit it, for real. But you know you know Klopp will rather just the security of that and he'll just rely on the front three doing magic win the win the match one two nil. That's how it's got to be. That's how it's got to be. So, so be well, boys. Thank you very much for joining me for another fantastic pod this week. Um, 
half past five, we play Monterey in the Club World Cup. Um, you know, we'll all be watching that at our work desks. So, you know, up the Reds. Um, I bet you someone's going to complain that we didn't um, talk about that game. But, like, bruv, we don't know about Monterey. I don't uh, even know what country they're from. Mexico. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there's, your, there's your insight. They're in Mexico. Um, who plays for them? We don't know and we don't care. Really. So, let's just be real about it. Yeah, but um, from all of us here, Coffee and Fracas, um, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Unexpected comes calling. Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Bounce forward fast with internet speeds up to a gig. And bounce forward with security solutions that help keep your connected devices protected. Help your business bounce forward with this amazing offer. For a limited time, ask how to get a $500 prepaid card. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go online today to learn more. Comcast Business. Prepaid card offer ends 12-13-20. Restrictions apply. New Comcast Business customers only. Call for restrictions and complete details. Podcast Network.